0: Welcome to the Life Podcast, where we offer real hope to real people dealing with real life. We filter our thoughts through God's thoughts and our ways through God's ways. We pray you're blessed by this podcast. Enjoy the show. back. This is The Life Podcast. We are happy to have you here. We are on episode eight. Thank you. 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 I am back with the guy. We so cheesy. I'm back with the guy, the one and only The one and only Dave Oost. The one who levitates, feet never hits the ground. The one who is the coolest in all the land. The one who never frets. He is my guy, my daddy. How you been doing, my brother? I'm good, Des, man. How are you? (laughs) I'm good, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back with you. It's good to be back with the people. Um, we've been out for a while, for about three weeks. Sorry that it's been such a delay. Um, I went back to school. I went back to work. Uh, I caught COVID out of nowhere. Nobody else pot- tested positive. It was just me. Yeah. So that sucked. It hurt really, really bad. This, I'm a repeat offender. <laughs> well, God bless. Praise, praise God, man, that you're all right. Yeah, man. So I had COVID, so that put me down. And, um, I've been missing this I've been missing Doing what we wanted to do Our last episode Talked about the truth About youth um, And Jason Brown was, Was with us The youth pastor at my church And he gave a great discourse On what our children need From us And also What we need from them To walk in their most holy faith Next week Or maybe the week after We will cover A podcast dealing with Biblical womanhood I have Three great women coming on that I'm going to interview that we'll be talking about womanhood, about marriage from a book that I've been reading by Nancy Lee DeMoss called Lies Women Believe. So please make sure that you stay tuned for that because I'm definitely looking forward to that podcast as well. Dad, what's new in your life? How you been? I've been good, man.
1: Um, Like you said, it's been a while since... uh... Since we've been on, and it's been a while since you and I have seen each other. I guess it's been about three weeks, also. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, not a whole lot going on, man. Just taking it one day at a time.
0: One day so, at a you know, time. One day at a time. It's a crazy world out here. Yeah, it is. It's a crazy, crazy world out here. But praise be to God that He has kept us um, and our families and our loved ones. So, we're, we're grateful. So, to get straight into it, Dad, um, our life point. And remember here on life, we filter our thoughts through God's thoughts, our perspective through, through God's perspective and our views through God's view. We seek to take God's word out into God's world so that people may be blessed and hear the good news of the kingdom of what Jesus has done Amen. for them. Amen. So that is our perspective on life. That's why we have this podcast and we are thrilled to talk about our subject today. But before that. Let's deal with our life point for today. Our life point comes from Dr. Tony Evans, my guy, from his book called God Himself. Um, love that book by the way. Tony Evans is a trooper, he's been on the battlefield for a long time. Yes. That's um has. so our life point, this is what he says to misunderstand the nature of God is no small thing. Rather Our failure to know God as He truly is leads to our failure to access the abundant life Jesus came to give. It also takes takes us off course from living out the purpose He has for us, negatively influencing all our relationships with each other and our love toward, toward ourselves. When you or I make decisions based on a misunderstanding of God's nature, thinking that we know the true God when in fact we know something totally different from who and what the true God is, The result of those decisions will lead to destruction and death. Knowing the nature of God as he as he reveals himself rather than how we think he is can save us from a life of confusion and defeat to study and come to know God's nature ought to be the preeminent focus and desire of all believers in Christ. This is because there is no greater knowledge that you can possess outside of the knowledge of God to know God means you come to understand and reflect. His nature jeremiah 9 23 through 24 can i get an amen 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 my brother amen amen as we tackle what our episode is about today um overview of biblical masculinity and what it means to be a man um we need to know in order to know what it means to be a man you need to know who god is because god created the first man and every man after that And then the true man, the God man, came, Jesus Christ, into the world and showed us what it looks like to be a man. Amen. So men need to take their examples not from TV, culture, sports, celebrities, but from the Bible. They need to take their cues from the perfect man, Jesus Christ.
1: Do you think that's true, Dad? I think that is so true. I think that um, if we don't model after Christ, we do uh, do ourselves a a major, major disservice, and it leads us down a lot of roads that uh, that we don't need to go down. Um, I have a question for you is, um, I remember when you first started um, really getting into the Word when you were going through a really tough time in your life, and uh, somebody challenged you with, they just kept saying to you, uh, Pastor Ups just kept saying to you, uh, you don't know God. Mhm. You don't know God mm-hmm. whenever you came to him with some of your issues. So how did that positively affect you?
0: Well, it angered me first before it positively affected me because no one wants to be told what they do not know. Right. And deep down, know that they don't know, right. because around that time, people have been puffing me up too, you know, so for people to come in and for him to challenge me, saying, bro, you all over the place. and You just don't know the Lord. You don't know him. So it angered me. But once my pride was settled and I realized and I was humbled and I realized I needed his help, um, it was the best news I could hear. Um, only because I, I now realized that I can get to know him.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I had someone who can teach me about God. And I had that available to me whenever I needed it in a way that I never had. So to be challenged was I was prideful. So I was very angry at first. Um, uh-huh. I was very upset at him, but he stood flat footed and he knew. It's was like a good doctor. You can get upset at him. You can be mad at him. But it's still true. His right. diagnosis is still true of you. Right. No matter how upset you get, it's still true. This but is the cure. This is the cure. Right. And he handed me a Bible. And he handed me Time to Get Serious by Tony Evans. Mm-hmm. And he handed me Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Oh, Tozer. Oh. <laughs> those are the three. Those, I tell people those are the three books that I got. Right. Um, and he told me, son. When It seems like you're becoming a Christian and you now have two new parents. You have the Word of God and you have the Spirit of God. Let Him teach you. Amen. So that was His advice to me. And by God's grace, it's, it's been all right since then. Amen. But it was crippling at first. Yeah. I was very upset. Right. But right. it's been a... See the fruit of it has been... A, that's I needed to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I needed to hear it.
1: And the fact that you took that challenge on and you had the desire to grow... Hmm. That's the the basis of where we need to start. You got to have a desire to want to be more like Christ and to know God, mm-hmm. to truly know God um, yeah. and realize that the stuff that a lot of the stuff that we've been fed is not
0: of the true and living God. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's I mean that's what Tony Evans he says when you are you or I make decisions based on misunderstanding mm-hmm. of God's nature thinking we know the true God when in, when in fact we know something totally different from who and what the true God is the results of those decisions will lead to destruction and death you kind of think about it like people think that God wants them to be happy <laughs> Amen. Amen. in a sense does God want you to be mad all the time and sad. no but is his ultimate aim for you to be happy. No. Mm-mm. No. His ultimate aim, we know from Romans, is to conform you into the image of his son. And anything that's conformed knows it's going to be some hard times Amen. because you're being bent out of your natural nature and conformed to something else. So it's going to come with some pain and some, some hurt. So with that being said, you're not always going to be happy. You will have happy moments Mm -hmm. and you will have eternal happiness. But here in this earth, Jesus said, you'll have trouble. But if you believe and you've been taught and you've been bamboozled, hoodwinked, Mm -hmm. deceived Mm -hmm. into thinking that's the God of the Bible. What happens is you ultimately you're now you're mad at God. Instead of the preacher who lied to you, you're mad at God Mm -hmm. because God didn't do or deliver on what you thought he would. It's a misunderstanding of god's character that's why it's important to read god's word and not just depend on this man mm, say so say so amen that's what we all get caught up right we take a man's word for what god has said even if they're good mm-hmm. but they're not god they're still men amen and they're infallible right you know what i mean they they they're fallible they can do things and say things that's erroneous mm-hmm. so but if you're like the bereans going to the word of god Now God can teach you. Jesus said, "You don't need don't call nobody father. You got one father in heaven." Mm -hmm. And then First John said, "You don't need teachers. You have the teacher. You have the Holy Spirit." Not to say we don't need pastors and teachers. We know they're a gift, (laughs) but, but, we have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to know the Lord for yourself, exactly, because that pastor ain't gonna stand next to you on Judgment Day. No. So yeah, man, I think it's it's, and I'm pretty passionate about it because it's I've been deceived before, you know. We all have. So yeah man i'm ex- I'm excited though it's pretty good so dad as we deal with biblical manhood let's start with um just how the culture views manhood and um a good a good preacher named Vodi bachman um he said that uh culture measures a man by three things the three b's the billfold the bedroom and the ball field is that true
1: it is so true <laughs> Well, you read that what were you thinking i was just thinking how how spot on it was Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because even as men the first thing we do when we go to talk to somebody is we ask them what what do you do for a living what do you do for a living Mm -hmm. so that we can gauge how much money you make yeah how much education you have you know how how do we measure up to, to you um so it, 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 when I first read it that's what I thought I was like yeah, yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 what we think about you know that's how we show our masculinity you know how much money we make uh, how, how 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 good we are in the bedroom and uh do we have any athletic skills can you hoop mm-hmm. can you ball with? Mm-hmm. And, you know, can you do anything? Can you golf?
0: Yeah, you bowl, know,
1: bowl, anything that that we can measure ourselves by up against somebody else or whatever it is. So I, I just thought it was spot on, and and um, you hear it, you, you heard it before, but you heard it different ways. And he yeah. just put it in a place where you go, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, I think so too, man. I, I think we've all fallen into it, and I think men, even when you come to Christianity, you're gonna compare yourself to people. That's just how we are. That's, that's just the nature of exactly. That's the nature of men, um, humanity, but especially men, we, you know, it's competition, it, it is competition mm-hmm. right? So I think that no matter what or what, no matter what we do, is always going to be brushing yourself up against somebody right. to see how good you are. Mm-hmm. And even in Christianity, Paul says, I press towards the high mark that's in Christ Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So it's still a mark. It's still a standard of greatness. Mm-hmm. But. Jesus never said here's here's the issue. Here's the issue. Christ never said you're gonna be me, but he does cause us to be like him. Exactly. Christ never said you're gonna be him, mm-hmm. but he does cause us and call us to be like him. That's the difference. No one will be Michael Jordan. No. Someone could be like Michael Jordan, you know, Kobe was like Michael Jordan, but you'll never be him. There's no replica of that. Right. And that's where we get caught up as men. We try to be that person. Mm-hmm. Admire them, respect them, appreciate them. Yes, be them. Idolatry—that's exactly. worship. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're worshiping, and I've been there. That I'm so when there's somebody that I like and I appreciate and has done a good thing by me, I idolize them. It's so easy for me. Most men won't admit that, but it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to check my heart, even though something as simple as LeBron. Right. Like bro, he's a man, he's and he just he can play basketball really well. But bruh, he don't even know you exist. Exactly. But I really have to check my heart on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's it can be crippling. It can be crippling. Um, and the same thing with if you know how I feel about Uncle Lonzo. Like, I, but I'm not him. Now, in some ways, I want to be like him, but I'm not him. Right. God has created me uniquely, uniquely and wonderfully made. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made right to be who i am my temperament my attitude my behavior my gifts my failures all those things are is god using me to transform me and conform me to the image of his son his right. son right press to look like him which reminds me what uncle lonzo says he wants to be like christ so bad that when god looks down he mistakes us yes. for his son i heard him say that before yeah like have that mentality right have that mindset of christ jesus Jesus says, "Man, I am the Father are one. You've right. seen me; you've seen the Father. My Amen. Father works all day, so do I. His identity was settled; he knew who he was, mm-hmm. and a man can not prosper once he knows what he who he is and who he's not." So true. That is so true, and and it gives you peace. Yeah,
1: it, it brings about peace when you're you're settled in who you are, and whom you are, and who you belong to, mm-hmm. um, because, and I know we're going to get to this. Your purpose, knowing your purpose, yeah, you know, knowing yeah. knowing what you created to do, and being good with that, and and pushing towards that constantly, yeah. You know, this this is what I'm here to do, mm-hmm. um, and and that leads you to to study more. That leads <laughs> you to want to be a better person. That leads you to want to be a better husband, a better father, because again, it all comes from God's word. Because the purpose is. To glorify him
0: and forevermore and enjoy so, him.
1: Exactly. So if that's our purpose. We need to learn how do we glorify him? Mm-hmm. And the only way to learn that is through his word and through his son, Jesus Christ. So um, that's the that's the foundation of, of our faith. And that's the foundation that we
0: need to get back to. Mm-hmm. And. Simple, but sm- simple steps, but hard to do. Mm-hmm. The simplest things are the hardest things to do. Right. Ray Comfort. I was listening to a sermon by him. Uh, Ray Comfort. Do you know who that is?
1: I've heard of Ray Comfort. Evangelist yeah. kind yeah, of go yeah, out yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah right. Right. Ray Comfort.
0: He's a fire and brimstone preacher. I didn't know, but I was mm-hmm. listening to him. And uh he said, you know, a lot of people will come to him for counsel. This is why he didn't like being a pastor. And uh he would ask them and he would go through a whole, <laughs> you know, counseling session on like married people. How you should live, married, and then he'll find out the people not even married; they just living together. Right, right. And right. He said, like it just will irritate him as a pastor. He said, so he started. He killed all that stuff. And he said, before anybody can come to him for counseling, he asked them, and he looked them in the face and said, "Do you read your Bible every day without fail?" He said, if they say no, I don't counsel them. Oh wow. He said, I just thought that was normal for Christians to read their Bible every day. If he said it wasn't, until I became Can't. a pastor. Where I realized, oh wow, Christians don't even Christians don't read their Bibles every day. Sometimes mm-hmm. not even two days in between. Sometimes or weeks or months between. He said, I've been a Christian forty years, and it's never been a day without fail for 40 years. I read my Bible. Because man does not live on bread alone. Right. But every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. If you are not feasting on God's word, you are starving your soul of what's most needed. You would not, not eat for a week. Mm-hmm. But you'll go days on end and weeks on end without reading the word of God. That thing penetrated my heart so much. And I haven't missed a day since
1: then, (laughs) 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 I haven't missed a a day since then, man. (laughs) But those are the type of things that that causes change. Yeah. When you read stuff like that. And the only way you can do that is if you avail yourself to those type of readings and those type of teachings. Yeah. To let you know where you're falling short and not only where you're falling short, but opportunities to grow. Mm Mm-hmm. If you take hold and you apply those things to your life
0: yep yeah man it it it, it was like oh snap it shocked me you know it, it lit a fire under me of shame i was shamed i was embarrassed um and it just was like oh man this is crazy right and i it, it shocked me i can see your face <laughs> that's <laughs> just we 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 so often minimize god's word in our hearts in our place in our minds and our hearts and our lives because even if it's times when I read the Bible, it's not the day I'm just kind of going through the motions. But it's time where it's alive, like the words are popping off the page and it's resonating in my heart. And I can feel it, feel like God's presence is there. It's times. yeah, Faintly, it's not all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't look for that all the time. right? But throughout your day, something comes up. And you're like, you know what? I read in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Dot, 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 dot. You can actually Amen. help somebody. You have Amen. something to say mm-hmm. a benefic- uh, to be beneficial to someone. And that's the things that I... I appreciate throughout my day if I'm dealing with a student or a coworker that's crying or a principal that's a little distraught. I can say, you know, I was reading Proverbs today and it said da 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 sis I see that you got a little upset. You know, Proverbs says that a cool answer turns away wrath. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that matter. Right. But nobody sees that. Right. Jesus says, go in your closet and pray to him. Pray to the one who sees everything. Mm-hmm. No one sees the dedication that goes into this podcast, but they don't need to see it. You right. hear it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, even with the notes that you, you receive, like, you had some good comments about what you thought as you was reading through them. You was like, man, this is this is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that? No. It's, it's, again, um, the
1: way that you do the notes um, and the way that you pull from different resources. um, The topic is so vast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That what I've read, I can... I can, I can, I can converse on that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and feel pretty good about it. But then when I read the other resources and the other things that you put into it, it just builds upon it Mm -hmm. and it just, it, it cements it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because you have so many godly men talking about the same subject coming from different angles, arriving to the same conclusion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it just gives you so much more to, to eat yeah you know and and to apply to your life and to be able to share with other people mm-hmm. because I think the more proof that you have it makes it easier to to share the gospel Amen. it makes it easier to talk about um biblical manhood and 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 what's the definition of it and let me show you what it looks like and here's an area that we all need to grow in yeah and it's biblical mm-hmm um, yeah. so and and that just brings the word alive so much in every aspect of your life. You know what I mean? Because no matter what we
0: talk about, it's in the Bible. It's somewhere, somehow. No matter matter what we talk about. You know, God's word actually has something to say about that. (laughs) Exactly. And uh Mm -hmm. it can't just be good for that person. It needs to be good for everyone. Especially if you claim the name of Christ. Like it just can't be man, yeah, Dave Sharp, man. So when I got a question, I'm gonna go to Dave. Yeah, Dave is a blessing and a resource. But you can go to the source. You can go to the source. Get in there. Mm-hmm. If you have the Holy Spirit. Now, it's going to be a strange book. It's a strange book for Christians. It's really going to be a strange book if you don't have the spirit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just going to be stories and fables. And it's never going to challenge you to change. Right. But we do know that scriptures gives wisdom for salvation. You. <laughs> Peter says you're born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed, imperishable seed by the enduring word of God. By the enduring word of God. James says the same thing. Mm -hmm. Get rid of of your evil filth and your moral filth. And submit yourself to the implanted word. Mm -hmm. Which has the ability to save your soul. The only reason that's come to my mind. Because I read through this stuff. You know what I mean? Not too long ago. But it it hits different. Because I don't have any other hope that. I'm 29. But I, I just started to see that this is true. And everything else will fail, Mm -hmm. but if I stake my life on this, even if people hate me, can't stand to look at me, and different towards me, I know in the end, this is going to endure. Right. Because I'm trusting in the ancient of days, the one who sees the end from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like. (laughs) But I know life is hard as well, Mm -hmm. and I know that. Have you ever had times when you're talking to a man, and you know, you know, they already don't believe in the spiritual, religious stuff. And you know God is telling you to say the scripture, but you like, they not going to hear this choice. <laughs> <laughs> they not going to hear. And then when you say it, they look at you like, you are a fool. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what you got? You're like, right. yeah, actually, that is what I got. That's what I got. It's like, Peter, like, I money I don't have, but what I do have, I freely give you. Mm-hmm. Money ain't your issue. Your wife ain't your issue. Right. Your job ain't the issue. Mm-hmm. My products, but it's not the issue. Anytime something's going wrong in your life, most of the time, generally, unless you have some job experience, it's your fault. Generally, generally, if right. it's things that's out of wax as a man, God has given you the authority to put it in place. Some choices you made. It's hard. Yeah. And and the one thing I'm seeing with men, and this bothers me even in my church, not as much as my church, but men, I'm around that men don't talk. No. <laughs> Men do not talk. And I'm not no. saying, like, they need to be all emotional. And, girl, do you know, I ain't saying that. But, bro, even Jesus accepted help when he was on earth. <laughs> like, you yeah. better than Jesus? Right. Even Jesus, like, let people pay, pay for their stay. Yeah. You know, people supported him in his ministry. Like, he, like Jesus asked questions. Like, well, who do people say I am, Peter? Mm-hmm. Peter, do you love me? He leaned on his disciples. Mm-hmm. Jesus did that. And. You better than Jesus? No. But I don't know. It's, it's it's to break a man's pride. Yeah. Is the hardest thing. Yeah. I think a lot of times we uh,
1: well not think a lot of times, but we know that a lot of the um let's say the um uh those speakers out there that that what what do you call them? That encourage people and public some, speakers? Some, yeah, whatever they call them. A lot of this stuff, so motivational, motivation yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this stuff is, is built on biblical principles. Of course they are. You know what I mean. So with that being said, a lot of times when when we when we come across someone who we know is not going to um, respond to the word of God, we just give them the principles.
0: Mm, okay.
1: You know what I mean. The principle. One of the one of the most basic principles is reaping and sowing. Yeah. The world calls it karma. Yeah. Karma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You reap what you sow. Yep. What you put out, you're gonna get back. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the principles of the thing. So, so sharing the biblical principles with people, um, if that's gonna help them accept it a little bit better, until because know your audience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Know who you're talking to. Know who you're dealing with. Because God is always gonna give you another opportunity. Yeah. You know, or He's gonna give someone else the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we're not, we're not supposed to do it all right. Mm-hmm. One plants, one waters, and God, God gets gonna, the and God gets the increase. So our, so our job is to always speak the truth, mm-hmm. right? To give people the truth. And, um, that's all we owe them.
0: Yeah. If we know it, share it. Yeah. And be ready for backlash, but <laughs> also be ready for people yeah. to submit to it. Some people, God is already probably, have already um prompt their hearts to be ready to receive like we don't know what the lord is doing in someone's heart no so but peter tells us to always be ready yes to give account of the hope that's within us Mm -hmm. Uh, and and paul even though he's talking to a pastor he told him preach the word in season and out of season in other words when people want to hear it and when they don't want to hear it and you know bro we we have instances where people it's just like i know what you want to hear and i know what i (laughs) I know what you want me to say i'm not going to say it and people get irate because you're like i'm not i'm not going to go tell you to do that to that guy i'm not going to go tell you to do that to this girl i'm I'm not i'm not i'm going to say bro do you think you are you a christian yes what does god's word say about that and again, like like James says, bro, don't be pope, don't be boastful and prideful just to cover up the truth. If you don't know, say I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hate when people do that. I hate right. when I do that. You back someone in the corner and you ask them a question you know they don't know, and they still are trying to answer. It. Just say I don't know. 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 It's fine. Can I teach you? Can mm-hmm. I show you? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the Book of Proverbs. Even by dealing with conflict, I just go to Proverbs. Let's see how to live with each other. Yeah. Let's see how to live with one another. You know, so when we talk about biblical man- manhood, I think one of the things that I see in my life is um, refusing to submit to authority, right. God's authority above all. Mm-hmm. Receiving, refusing to accept wisdom from people that's not me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and pride. Amen. Those are the three things that I constantly see um, over and over again. And it's biblical stories of what that looks like and the destruction that comes from that because you don't want to submit to someone else and yeah. that's just a man's nature do what i want to do when i want to do it i think about the consequences later you know while you burning everybody else life to hell you won't deal with the consequences later so again the culture oh i God, do think my God. My God. <laughs> i do think the culture deals with you know for man people measure man by how much money they make you know their most intimate parts and what they can do with their most intimate parts mm-hmm. And how good they can dribble throw catch a football Or a basketball whatever it may be you just you you just see it I'm I, I'm on YouTube a lot and I'm just seeing younger and younger nine-year-old basketball star nine years old What does he know? Mm-hmm. Where is he gonna be in eight nine nine years 18? I'm gonna remember him, right? You see these AU games packed out. You see these parents losing their everlasting mind because they're, hitting, they're putting their whole hope in this child. Like, we know that's not the end-all, the be-all. I love competition, bro. I think boys need it. I think boys need to fight. I think boys need to, like, get dirty. I think boys... I, I do. I honestly think all those things can be used for good. If oh, yeah. if, if men are there kind of facilitating that, but... Let, you, them, boys let boys. them boys be boys. Let them boys be boys. But, again, we perverted so much and make it such an idol and a god. That it ends up hurting people you know what I mean yeah, you know. so I do think the culture looks at people like that um, how many notches in the belt um, for sexual sin and all those type things and their identity is in it yeah. that's what they know themselves as you know I was watching this last point I was watching this uh, video by Alan Parr on YouTube and he was interviewing a PORN um, yeah. actor and uh, he was saying you know he had identified himself so much as a PORN actor that when he went to the bank one day to cash a check, the bank um, teller said his first name. He was so entrenched in his identity, he forgot his first name. Wow. He said that was the first time in like 10 years somebody called him by his first name and not his stage name. Yeah, That's some deep identity. Wow. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. You haven't heard your real name in 10 years because you're so entrenched. Everybody refers to you as yeah. that. That. Mm. That you don't even know who you are.
1: That is what your identity is. By God's
0: grace, he's a pastor now. He repented and it seemed like God has cleaned up his life. But that, that stuck with me because we so often identify more with our sin than what God, who God says we are. Mm. So often people become what they do. I agree. I agree. Um, I know earlier in my life that that
1: was my story, you yeah. know, because I felt like. I had a lot of stuff, not really going on, but I was good at a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I'm, you know, uh, sports, Yep. uh, intelligent to a certain level, Mm -hmm. you know, the intellect, um, you know, socially and all of those things. But it was just so empty, Mm. you know what I mean? And you feel like this can't be all there is. And that's when I really started thinking, you know, in my late teens, early 20s was like, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's got to be something here. You know, um mm-hmm. didn't know anything about God. I had, I had, you know, uh, my brother Alonzo had, had led me to Christ as mm-hmm. a teenager. You know, but of course, I didn't know what it meant and what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, but that innate feeling in you, that innate feeling in you, that there's something more. There's something bigger out here. There's something I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. with these gifts. Um, those things, uh, that just kept eating at me, you know, until I asked the right person that question, you uh, know, what, what is my purpose? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that started the road, the ball rolling into my Christian growth. So, um, it's in us, man. It's <laughs> in us if, if you just surrender to it.
0: Yeah. And I, I will even further just I, I would say this, that as much as I think men, I lost on what biblical manhood is. I also know this, and I think the research backs me up, and I think the Bible actually backs it up, ever since the fall of man. Men are apprehensive to take on biblical masculinity. Men naturally do not want that. And I think the Bible is clear, because oftentimes Paul had to tell the Corinthians, act like men. Mm -hmm. Joshua had to tell the people, act like men. David, Act like men, Moses. Be men. Every time, you know, certain times during the reign of Israel, God three year, three times out the year will get all the men together to reassure them of their identity and their culture and their responsibility, because men naturally abdicate their role of genuine biblical masculinity. And I think to start with that is better than to end with it. Because once you see that, that opened the door for the eyes for me for a while, because I just kept saying to myself, I am the laziest man in the world. That I really believe that. Hey, like, bro, I am the laziest. <laughs> and it's so hard for me to actually do what God is calling me to do as a man. Mm-hmm. It is a battle and it's not because I don't want to, it's just something in me that's like, that's too hard. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just, that's not, and the more I grow, I'm starting to be like, but it's good for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, the more I eat broccoli, I cover my nose to eat that joint, but I see how my body changes and things get better. I'm like, it's good for me. I'll mm-hmm. learn to like it. Right. My right. taste buds will change. Right. My taste buds will change. I'll learn to like it. But naturally, I'm right. stiff on that joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's not my natural bent to want that. You know my five dangerous Cs, but I'll throw it out there again. Number one, complaining.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Dangerous. It's because Israel complained, complained in the wilderness that they walked around that long. did something even make it to the Promised Land. Mm-hmm. Complaining. Second, complacent. I'm okay. I'm fine. This is a good space for me. I like it right here. Don't want to move forward. Don't want to move back. Complacent. God, all what God's call is always go, mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. go. Convenience. Love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Love my space. Love being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Everything about biblical masculinity says. Nope. 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 Amen. It's about serving. It's about yeah. leading. It's about protecting. Yeah. No place for convenience there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and I think all of that. So what complaining convenience, um, complacency places, comfort, comfort, mm-hmm. comfort. And that goes without saying comfort, mm-hmm. whether that's food, whether that's sex, whether that's, um, chilling, whatever you want to say if that gets in the way of doing what god calls you to do it can become an idol mm-hmm. and it's only a stumbling block jesus was never comfortable right he never he did not live a comfortable life he says uh foxes have dens birds have nests but the son of man doesn't have a place to lay his head it wasn't about comfort Mm-mm. right right and then all of that all of that comes to a forehead or comes to a head with this last one compromise mm. all four of those leave Compromise. Right. David, man after God's heart, compromise. Solomon, wisest man in the world, compromise. Samson, strongest man in the world, compromise. All to sexual sin. Mm. If a man wants to be a man, he has to control his sexual appetite. He's not a beast, he's a man that actually does not need sex. Oh my God. I don't need sex? What? as a man mm. that is the hardest body that is the hardest battle to face right in this culture remember one of the way that men imagine themselves in the bedroom that bedroom
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we've seen that sin sexual sin is taken down the mightiest men that yes it has the mightiest men men that cannot listen to this past he said get he said get um he said get men free of sexual sin and see how much your church grows yeah because it's it, it it sucks the life out of you yeah it does you know so it's just like yeah man i i i i see it those are my five those are my five dangerous things complaining complacency valiance comfort and all that leads to compromise compromising yeah. god's will for my life and obedience to him yeah jesus never did that that's why you gotta look at him
1: amen amen
0: never see jesus complaining bro yeah Never seen Jesus Searching for his own convenience Never you read it It's always about it's always others It's always about God and others always Never without fail Mm -hmm. The one time he sought comfort Convenience and was about to complain If you want to say when he said father of all things Yes be well I ask that this cup be passed from me But not my My will will, Your your will will be done Amen. You see how he submitted Yes immediately you know, and Lucas said he—he he, his face was flint towards Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He had to resolve; he was going to the cross. He was going, Amen. So God calls us to serve without complaining and grumbling, bro. I struggle with it, Dad. Yeah. To put on, like Uncle Alonso said, for a man to put on his manhood. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Him. And I'm saying all this not because it's easy, but because it's worth it. And I'm going through it too, and it's hard. There's a lot of nights I cry, bro. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, um, it would be it would be pig headed of me or
1: boastful to say you are my son yeah. because I struggle with those same things. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and is it a hereditary? Yes, hereditary. Mm-hmm. it is hereditary. We inherited from the original man. <laughs> yes. You know what yes. I mean? So we're we're a lot of us. Most of us are in that same boat. You know, because as you said, compromise wraps up all of those. Mm-hmm. So no matter how you get there, that's what we all do. We mm-hmm. all compromise the word of God. And and like you said before, if you look at any situation in our life or issue in our life, it's the result of us. Yeah, it's the the decisions we made, the choices we made, the things that we compromised on, knowing that that's not God's will for our life. Yeah. Um. So so as you were going through those those five c's man uh, uh every one of them hits home <laughs> yeah you know what i mean every one of them hits home you yeah know, you, you, instead of being um you know don't be passive about stuff because when you're complaining what are you doing being passive you're, you're being passive mm-hmm. you know so so and, and and we know one of the definitions that we know one of the things it says is reject passivity amen you know, don't be passive, you mm-hmm. know, you, you have to step out and, and you have to lead. Yeah. You have to tack those issues mm-hmm. in love. Yep. Um, however that looks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because discipline is love. Amen.
0: <laughs> so however that looks, you actually hate your child if you don't discipline exactly. That's what Proverbs. Says. So yeah.
1: however that looks, you have to, you have to, you know, you have, you have to meet those things head on and don't be afraid to face them mm-hmm. um, because fear is one of the biggest reasons why we don't do a lot of the things that we're supposed to do.
0: And God has not given us a spirit of fear, no. but of love, power, with a sound mind. And also, Colossians says, take off the old man and put on the new. Right. God has yeah. given you a whole new nature. Amen. If you're a child of God, in the image and the likeness of Christ, you have the mind of Christ. So the can't stuff, right. when you get into it with a real man, that excuse stuff it gotta go far away. They'll be patient with you, but oh, I like what Tony Evans said. He said, "I will give about a man about five minutes to complain, and then it's like, what are we gonna do?" And you need oh, men like that, exactly. though. You do, you do. Boys don't like men. You do like that, but a man who, again, I heard you say, you know, I had the desire, but Philippians says that God gives us the desire. God gives us the desire. You know what I mean to mm-hmm. will and do the things that He wants us to do. Amen. Right. So God has put and planted. That desire in me, and he's causing it, causing all things to work together. The hardship, the trials, the difficulty, the crying, the pain, the hurt, the confusion, the 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 discouragement, the despairing, the dis- the, distre- the distress, all those things God is using, teaching me, do not give up. Son, you can't give up. Right. You can't give up. And, I, and I, so many men out there that I know want and have given up and seeing the consequences given up. Bro, that don't mean that everything you do is gonna be successful. No. But if you can say, I did it as best as I could, I, I messed up along the way, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's tough. You give any man that never built something, garbed in, like build a jungle gym, bro, he gonna mess that joint up. He <laughs> ain't it never could. had no direction to do that. No. no. Oh, so that means you need to ask. Ask and you shall receive knock and the door will be open keep going to him in tears whatever you need to do it's time when you need to just cry <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need to just no get doubt. it out there and like lord i don't know what to do yeah. everything i'm trying is failing god's using it though god's doing he does his best work in the dark bro i'm at the end of me i'm at the end of me like uncle lonzo says that brother ain't on his knees yet right. he ain't on his knees yet yeah. he's still fighting yeah. it's like is like a, a lifeguard i can save you if you stop fighting yeah, you keep fighting fight. you're gonna drown because i'm not coming over there because you're gonna kill me the moment you stop fighting the water i can come save you but if you keep fighting you won't die amen you gonna die you know yeah. what i'm saying don't don't do that um one one writer one writer says the average man is confused about his manhood masculinity and sexuality he doesn't have a clear definition of what a man is supposed to be Some men have confused their cultural, social, and traditional roles with the definition of manhood. Mm -hmm. However, this has proven to be one of the major causes of the problems because as the roles change, so does a man's image of himself. So is he pretty much saying that, that whatever man is that God created is consistent? It doesn't change with the times? No, it doesn't. Is that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So it's not, we're not shapeshifters. We don't move with how the time moves. We're the same because true biblical manhood doesn't need to change. No. It's for every generation and for every time once you recognize what it is. Uh-huh. You know, but if you don't have that, you'll constantly be going with the current. However, the current goes, that's how you're going. Men need something. Stable, which leads us to our definition of manhood. Since this is the overview, first definition, real man accepts responsibility. Amen. A real man accepts responsibility. Mm -hmm. Second, a real man rejects passivity. Mm -hmm. A real man rejects passivity. Third, a real man leads courageously. And courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is doing what you're supposed to do in the face of fear. Amen. It does not mean that you are Batman or Claude Van Damme or Clint Eastwood or whoever you think is the toughest man in the world. They they get scared too. Mm -hmm. It's just they don't let the fear cripple them away from their responsibility. I am the most terrifying man in the world. I am scared of everything. (laughs) If an animal doesn't talk to me, I don't want to be around it. Flies come back like I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm st- I am terrified of almost everything. I hate nature. I hate bugs If it's too hot outside, I don't want to be out there. Don't ask me to go on a walk Don't ask me to go take a hike. I'm not don't I hate it but It's been times in my life when I had to step up and God gave me the courage to do it scared and everything hands trembling whatever it may be if I have to protect somebody from someone else someone stronger If I have to put myself in front of children to stop a crazy drunk person, I've had to do those things. Mm -hmm. Breaking up fights and I don't know what people got. Something just takes over. where you realize your life is not more important than everyone else's. Amen. in Revelations, by the way, Jesus says, you know, those who was washed in the blood of the Lamb, they were worthy because they didn't count their life more important than anything else. Mm Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. taking responsibility and living courageously, mm-hmm. understanding that you are just a speck in God's glorious redemption project of humanity. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Not about you. Mm-hmm. And lastly, living for the greatest glory, the greatest good, God's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, or living for the best reward, God's reward. God's reward. Yeah. So, um, those are the four things that I think give us a boundary. We can look at when we're in our lives and we're struggling, kind of like, am I accepting responsibility? That's number one. Mm-hmm. If anything's wrong with the family, if anything's wrong with the house, if things are breaking down, I'm responsible. Exactly. And I need to be responsible to make it work exactly. and get things back in line because God has delegated that authority to you. I think Kingdom Man by Dr. Tony Evans does the best on authority and what it really looks like from a servant aspect. If anybody does not have that, I think he did a wonderful job on mm-hmm. what real. Headship looks like right great text Amen. to read. I, I really enjoyed it. But there's also another one from a book called um, Biblical manhood and womanhood by John Piper and Wayne Grudem. He said uh, At the heart of mature masculinity is a sense of benevolent responsibility to lead Provide for and protect women in ways appropriate to a man's differing relationship Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one too. Yeah. When we're talking about leading courageously and being a man. It says different relationship. Now nah, every relationship isn't the same as your wife or your daughters, but it's a benevolent response, a goodness, a good responsibility to lead, provide for and protect women in ways appropriate to a man's deferring differing relationship. That's the heart of mature masculinity. Mature
1: mm-hmm.
0: masculinity. Exactly. I exactly. thought that was really good. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Is, is is
1: good because again, <clears throat> it gives us a defined role. It gives us a, divi- a a a defined role of what a man is supposed to do mm-hmm. in relation in relation to women. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. what we're talking about now, as we started this, was we were talking about how our culture has shifted. Those things, feminist movement, and all those stuff. Th- right? Yeah, F- feminism, legalism, mm. and um, entertainment, mm. are the things that are the biggest three things that 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 that, that cause us to fumble. Mm. You know, um, as as we were reading this book, <clears throat> uh-huh. uh disciplines of a godly man. You know, this author says. Um, Understanding this, we now get down to the reason for this book, which is today's world and church. Christian men who are disciplined are the exception, not the rule. Why? The answer is that the popular, politically correct culture of the new millennium suppresses manliness. And especially the manliness and leadership of men who attempt to follow Christ. The reasons are feminism, entertainment, and legalism, and together mm. they are daunting. Mm. You know, um, our culture wants to to suppress biblical manhood. Yeah, because what's the phrase that came out a few years ago? Toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Yes. And when I heard that, it it made my blood boil. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, what in the world? Yeah. Are they really saying this mm-hmm. any time that you show any type of strength or wisdom or authority as a man is toxic now? Yeah. Wow. The mm-hmm. devil is busy. Yeah. This is what they're believing. <laughs> this is another way of, again, just suppressing <laughs> biblical manhood. Yes. You know? Yes. No, you, you can't do that here. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It is needed here, mm-hmm. but you don't want it.
0: You don't want it. And you not want it is going to have grave and great consequences. And we see it all the time.
1: We see it. So all you're just going to ignore the statistics. Yep. Ignore, <laughs> ignore reality. Yep. yep. Ignore, ignore the news, mm-hmm. ignore what's going on right around the corner from your house and say that biblical masculinity is
0: not needed and toxic
1: it's toxic
0: it's toxic it's not needed it's demeaning <clears throat> now in some ways we know the church have done things in a in, not, in a, a inappropriate manner that brings um disdain on god's name in some ways or where you know the bible says you know god will say to israel you blaspheme my name amongst the gentiles so Christians have a we've done things in some ways that um, has If we haven't outright said it we promoted right things that was ungodly yes. um, The church was behind certain things and certain laws that women I mean basic Humanity things that we were neglecting them like to can, to vote mm-hmm. To get something on their own and some of that stuff may have been like trying to protect, in a but in a perverted way, you know, men can't do anything for long without perverting it. Right. And the church signed off on some of those things or was silent towards some of those things. That's the best. The more, so, issue, right? yeah, more so than anything where we should have came with God's word and said, no, men and women are equally made in God's image. Mm-hmm. And if they're in Christ, they're co-heirs. There's nothing different. So the difference is not, I mean, the difference is more physiological than logical or psychological. Or mm-hmm. the difference is. You know, our body makes up how we think there are differences between men and women. Exactly. But to make laws or things like that, saying that women can't, that's that's different. You know All what right. I mean? We got to it's going to be consequences for that. But if we return back to God's word, Amen. like you said, I think it will be extremely beneficial because that word toxic masculinity. And you don't see it more than when you're around children, um, being a teacher when you're a strong man and you have convictions, you will be hated. Not mm-hmm. just by women, but when men too. Men wow. will not like you when you stand and say, No, I will not allow that in my presence. Because what happens is it raised the bar for everybody, and most people want to chill and want to get their check and chill. But when you say no, these kids gonna come in my class a certain way, they're gonna leave a certain way, they're gonna dress a certain way, they're gonna talk a certain way, they're gonna speak to each other a certain way, they're gonna respect each other a certain way, and I demand it, you will be hated. And we know how bad these schools are. They do not want it. Because you know why? It's too much work. It takes too much time. It takes too much effort. And I've seen it. I've seen it. But when you're not there, and they see the consequences. They look to find you. You're just like Israel, bro. Like, we want to do what we want to do. Stuff get jacked up. We get sent, and our lives are devastating. Where's God? Can we, how about we call back on God? <laughs> Where is he? Can we get a prophet somewhere? Like, can we? We need to return back to the Lord. That's how we are as, as humanity. We yeah. want it our way until we realize it's wrong. Right. And then we want to come back to the Lord. Amen. Mm-mm, that's not how it works. God wants to be wanted because he's God. And he's worthy of every ounce of our praise adoration and attention every ounce of it so i think that that's um i think that that's good too dad what you said i think that was a good point um feminism entertainment and legalism right biggest biggest yeah that's good another writer says um god's will for men is to put on Christ's likeness this is in a this is a book called biblical manhood by stuart scott he said God's will for men is to put on Christ's likeness Romans 13 14 one cannot be a real man unless he is increasing in his qualities uh-huh. Men should pray about them regularly and seek to emulate them in daily living Amen. So the mark of manhood is Christ nothing uh-huh. else nothing less, right? The man. the mark of manhood is Christ So you need to look and study the Gospels. What was Christ like strong? Meek, gentle, confrontational. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was holy, loving, joyful, giving, just, just, merciful, gracious, patient. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He went about doing good to everyone, he was a healer. He provided for those under his care. He protected them. Look at him. Follow him. As Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. So the the, the, the mark of God's will for men is to put on Christ likeness, to be like him.
1: Uh-huh. In
0: him, we see what a man is. Right? Uh-huh. And then he goes on and says, basic beliefs about our sex. Who we are men and what we should be like greatly impacts our own gender evaluations as well as the shaping of boys. The education of young men, the success of marriage, the effectiveness of the church in the world and even the stability of society. Further, our view of manhood affects our attitudes, our characters and our interaction with one another. Mm. A real man will lead and will strive to be the right kind of leader. He will lead and strive to be the right type of leader because men are going to lead poorly or great. Exactly. But you lead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Either passively or responsibly. You're leading. And it's gonna it's gonna have an effect. Yeah, so it's gonna have a certain effect.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we all know the difference. We've all been around those type those different types of leaders and the the benefit of having a, a, a leader that that wants to build leaders, mm-hmm. as opposed to a, a leader that wants comfort, <laughs> ease, allows compromise, and all those things. That just brings chaos, right. destruction. It brings chaos, man. And, and anybody that that is 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 is, uh, is, is, is godly. And looks for order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will drive you nuts to work in an environment where there is no order, and the leadership is severely lacking in that that that, that situation. So, it's so real it is, man. It's it, man. It, it, I mean, if you want to see chaos,
0: be passive. Be passive. <laughs> Don't do nothing. You 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 think like David? You know, when he became king of Israel, there was a man before him, Saul. Passive right Uh, tyrant Uh, The worst type of man here we go is an insecure man Uh Because an insecure man is violent He's a tyrant and He only thinks of himself. Amen The worst fear of an insecure man is for someone finding out that he's insecure Uh and under Saul in Israel chaos David comes, reunites the kingdoms. He brings peace. Strong prosperity. He's just a type and shadow of Christ. But you see what happens under godly leadership. Right. Proverbs says the people rejoice when righteousness rules. Mm -hmm. But the people hide in fear when wickedness rules. Because that's what happens. Moses, great leader. Joshua, great leader of people. Ezra, Nehemiah, all these people. Abraham, you have all these people who led well. Now, now these are sinful men. They also led bad Amen. at times. Amen. They led bad at times as well. But, but you see, you see the 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 the, the what it produces. Mm-hmm. Paul, righteous man, and there's some modern day people who I think leads men well. There's some coaches that I think leads young men well. It's people that I work with. It's pastors that I think lead men well. Army sergeants that do a really good job. So it's not just limited to, you know, Bible people. It's people out there taking principles and that's done well. It's people that you respect that you talk about, like a Ted Marshall, that you respect that you ain't always respect, but but that you you've come to appreciate as a man because he's just a good he's a good leader of men.
1: Exactly. So again, that's evidence yeah. that is timeless. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. That, that is that things don't change Things don't change <laughs> the, the, the the what god has created in us mm-hmm. it doesn't change what what he what he wills for us to do
0: doesn't change and and do you know why it doesn't change that because god doesn't change god doesn't change amen he never shifts his shadow right. he he he's the same yesterday today and forevermore. right you know so god doesn't change so why would why should i if i'm following god why do i need to change Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick to what God says, even if people hate it, and people will. And uh, I think Aristotle said once, "He no one is hated more than he who speaks the most truth." That is so true. Um, that is definitely true. Yeah, man. So some last points as we about to get out of here. Um, this was really good. The same writer of the book, uh, Biblical Stewart, has <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, Stuart Scott, Biblical masculinity. Um, He says, there is no clear understanding of masculinity because our society has generally forsaken the only dependable absolute there is God's word. Amen. Humans need to know what God has to say about man and his masculinity. God's truth is timeless and transcultural. Furthermore, it is completely sufficient to be the guide for becoming the kind of men God intended. One must. In submission and obedience, align his thinking and actions with scripture in order to understand and live out masculinity for the right reasons. And that reason and the sole reason is here we go. God's glory. Amen. The qualities that one must possess in order to carry out a leadership role are wisdom, initiative, decisiveness, humility carriage and personal involvement Mm. a strong and godly man will be characterized characterized by the following qualities that are necessary to fill the roles that god has given him: leadership love protection provider lastly a true man then will excel in qualities that show love such as giving gentleness consideration kindness Servanthood and self sacrifice. Think about it, Dad. Yes, I I was thinking about Christ's life, and I said, What is the way of Christ? What is the way of Christ? And I came up with three S's Uh self denial, sacrifice, service. Amen. If I can wrap his life up in three S's deny himself gave his life he served others i didn't come to be served but to serve i think we as a pro- we have a problem as men because we have a problem with god and it's not until we return to his world word where we'll be able to live out his word in his world for the benefit of our families our churches and our societies Amen. if we do not get there we are quickly perished Amen. We are a nation Not of the free But of the me uh. And when men lead that way The women follow And because women have more influence On young people than men the Children are raised to do the same We have a epidemic A pandemic Of men who don't know who they are Amen You got any closing thoughts dad? well a wise
1: man once said to me now that we know the problem how do we how do we uh practically <laughs> get to a resolution mm-hmm. you know let's mm-hmm. put some practical things in place yeah. that's going to help us get to where we need to get to
0: yeah
1: and the most practical thing that we can always do and we know this as athletes yep is get back to the fundamentals amen Get back to the fundamentals of our faith and the main and the main fundamental of our faith of our faith is that we are here. We were created to glorify God. Now that we know that now we have to go and find out what does that look like and where do we go to find out what that looks like in his word, God's word
0: returning to the basics.
1: I'm here to glorify God. How do I glorify God? Where can I go to get to see examples of this being applied? So know your purpose. Know where to find how to meet that purpose and surround yourself with people who are living according to that purpose. I think that's the basics of what we need to get back to. And that will
0: positively shift our culture to a kingdom culture, kingdom minded, living on God's word and God's world practicalities for me. If you are a Christian and you don't read your Bible, step one, step two, talk to your pastor. He will love for you to go to him and ask, I want to know what it is to be a man biblically. Amen. He will fall over and probably catch the Holy Ghost and run around the whole church and start shouting, speaking in tongues, everything. He gonna catch all the all the spirit. Amen. <laughs> if you go to him and ask, can you sit for me for an hour and just teach me what does it mean to be a man? I want to lead my family well. I want to lead my wife well. I want to take up the mantle. I want to be. I want to know what responsibility looks like. How to how to reject passivity. How to lead courageously and look for the greatest reward, God's reward. Amen. Can you help me do that? Amen. Kill your pride. You don't know what you're doing. If you i have been there, it hurts. It hurts bad. It kills your pride. It kills your spirit. But God is in the business of breaking down men before he builds them up. Submit to God's word. Submit to your elders. Ask a question so that your life, you change the trajectory of your life and those you have influence over. Those would be my practical things. And pray. Amen. Ask God to show you in his word what that looks like amen amen it's been a great time thank you dad for being here the levitating one hope your feet hit the ground tonight <laughs> as you hit the town my brother um i appreciate all of you who um are listening i pray that you share this content with people that you uh, love men that maybe need to hear it but but first if you are man i pray that it may sink with you first well um uh, well with you first so I had this thought and my closing thought is men um, I'm a man and I, I realized that I want God to work through me, not in spite of me. Mm. I want the Lord to work through me, not in spite of me. God was walk, working through Israel, I mean through Moses delivering eat but delivering the Israelites out of Egypt, but he's also was working in spite of Pharaoh who was hardening his heart. Amen. I don't want to be Pharaoh. I don't want to be so rebellious in my outlook of life that I just know it That Lord that the Lord has to bless my family in spite of me. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of it I want, I want him. I want to be his co-worker. I want to work Want him to work through me Not in spite of me. I don't want mm-hmm. to be the Pharisees that the Lord had to work in spite of mm-hmm. I want to be a disciple who the Lord work through mm-hmm. I pray that you may be that man And with that note, I love you all. It's been a great time. Peace. Bye-bye.